You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome, everybody, and we have yet another amazing guest today. Her name is Jean Ginsberg, and she's a digital marketing expert with over a decade of industry expertise and experience. She's also the CEO of Gimbal Digital Marketing, which helps companies scale their revenues, optimize sales and marketing processes, as well as improve productivity. Jean is also an Amazon bestselling author with her book, Win New Customers, How to Attract, Connect, and Convert More Prospects into Customers in 60 Days Using Digital Marketing. Now, that was a mouthful, but welcome to the show, Jean. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I listen to your podcast, so I'm very excited to be a guest. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. We connected on LinkedIn, as many of my guests and I do. And so we had a little bit of a chat prior to this, but for my audience, for the people that don't know you yet and don't know who Ginball is, why don't you take a second and tell us a little bit about what you got going on over there at Ginball Digital Marketing? Oh, absolutely. I would love to. So I, um, as you mentioned, I've been doing digital marketing for over 10 years, actually 11 years, just this past February. And five years ago, I decided that I wanted to go on my own. And I, I think it was a time for me to make the change. I was thinking about becoming an entrepreneur for a long time. Actually, I became an entrepreneur 10 years ago, but for a few things that went wrong, for a few of the ventures that I started, things didn't work out. I had a full-time job for the first few years of it. But then five years ago, I was like, you know, I think this is the time for me to quit my full-time job and, and go in on my own. So for the last five years, I've been working with private clients and helping them find customers or prospects online using digital marketing strategies. So we have a a process that I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but we work with our clients on things like identifying your target market, Facebook advertising, Google AdWords, retargeting, sales funnels. So basically all of the digital marketing strategies, bigger strategies that uh, we need to find in order to find customers or prospects online. Great. So so it's been about five years on your own. And so... How big is Ginball? I mean, can you tell me maybe by number of customers or revenue or employees, can you give us some scale of how big your company is now after five years? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we can talk about employees. Sure. We have about 10 employees and contractors. And mm-hmm. so there's people on my team who help me with research and help me with creating campaigns and client management. And then we also have consultants that help with project basis. So things like 
copywriting and graphic design and video editing, where we just need them more on a project basis versus on a more of a full-time basis. Okay, great. So, you know, one of the things about digital marketing that is, I think is so challenging is that everything is changing at such a furious rate. I mean, you've got SEO and you got social media and email and pay-per-click and blogging and funnels and, you know, marketing automation and live video. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Right. And, Absolutely. and not only do you have all those things, but they're it seems like everything is going through major changes as we speak. But one of the areas that I know you really specialize in and you think is very, very important for your clients really revolves around kind of identifying that customer avatar. And I know you're, you've kind of differentiated your process and I know it's a part of your book. Can we dive into that a little bit? I know you've got a process of how you go about that with your clients. Would you mind unpacking that for us a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to discuss the ideal target market, the customer avatar. It is a chapter, chapter four of my book. And just to comment on what you were saying earlier, absolutely. Things change in digital marketing and ever so quickly. And I feel like it's just getting faster and faster in terms of the change. So I know that it's hard for entrepreneurs and small business owners to focus on their products and their services and also try to uh, really keep up with the digital marketing. So so there's a lot of resources out there and people like me who that's what I do all day long is stay on top of those trends and stay on top of all those changes. So yeah, that's one of the biggest benefits to outsourcing, right? Is that you'd allow them to stay on top of it and you don't have to have all that expertise in house because that's yeah. really, that's your full-time gig. That's what you do. You should be an expert after a decade. If you're not, then we got to start asking questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I feel like, um, I guess my trend thinking forward is that it's probably not going to get any easier. It's probably going to become even more quickly in terms of like the, the months of changes going on with digital marketing. That's what I see that to be, it's just going to be getting well faster and faster in terms of change. So, but yeah, absolutely. One of the main points that I talk about when I first onboard a new client is their customer avatar, who is their ideal target market. And I can take a step back from that because you know, a lot of times, most of the time when I work with clients, it's really about digital marketing. And that makes sense because they want to find their prospects online. But before we can jump into finding these prospects, going to social media, doing sales funnels and Facebook ads and whatnot, we really have to identify who are we going after? Because I always say, no matter how great your video might be or how funny it is or how fantastic your copy is on your Facebook ad. None of that is really going to matter if if you're going to put that in front of the wrong eyeballs. So the customer avatar and identifying who your ideal target market is, I would say is like 50% of the battle. So if you know who that is, or you can identify those pieces, at least partially, then you're on the right track. Because otherwise, you're it's just flushing money down the toilet if you're going to be spending on Google AdWords or any sort of paid media and Facebook ads and not knowing who your ideal target market is. So I think it's it's extremely important. And I use a three-pronged approach to really identifying who your ideal target market is. So the first one is understanding your demographics. So that's and that's usually where where most businesses start, although that's usually also where they mostly end and I think that's what brings sells I would say what brings me apart from a lot of the other digital marketers out there is that I also have approach number prong number two and three, which is 
talking about their psychographics, their challenges and pain points, and also where they're hanging out. So let me go back to point number one, which is the demographic data. So we want to first identify things like age, gender, marital status, if they have children, and where their geo, general geolocation is, maybe in a specific metro area, or maybe in a specific region, or maybe in a specific country, depending on where you are doing your marketing. So that's the first level of the customer avatar and identifying who your ideal target market is. So the second prong of the approach is understanding what their goals and values are, because that's also going to be important. We really want to know what's really driving them. Where do they want to be? What do the points and the and the signals of success look like to them? Because that's all going to be that we're going to include later down the line, our marketing messaging. We're going to include that in our content, in our videos, in our articles and blog posts and things like that. We also want to identify what are their challenges and pain points, because really how we structure things a lot of times with my private clients is, you know, we identify what their challenges are, because then we have to, and we say, hey, based on what your challenges and pain points are, this is how our service or our product will, will solve or I'll help you with those pain points and frustrations and challenges. So that's also extremely important because again, that messaging that's going to go that once we identify what those challenges and pain points are, is also going to go into your content, into your marketing materials, into your videos, and all of the you know marketing pieces that you're going to be creating when you're actually going to be doing the marketing and digital marketing. So that's a prong. That's the second prong is identifying challenges and pain points. And then the third one is uh, what I call where are they hanging out, sources of information. So that's also important, especially if you're going to be doing Facebook advertising, because if you're not familiar with Facebook advertising or anybody who's listening to the show is not familiar with how to do Facebook advertising, a lot of it is based on, of course, you have the geo demographic, things like geolocation, and you have age and gender, but it's also Facebook advertising is also based on likes. So you usually go after an audience that likes a certain, let's say they like Oprah or they like Tony Robbins. So it's really important to identify the sources of information that your audiences are also going after. So things like blogs and websites, are they following certain blogs? Are they following certain news medias? Are they reading certain magazines or books? Are they going to certain events? So maybe they go to Tony Robbins events. Are they following certain gurus? So those are also very important, especially, like I said, for identifying your target market for uh, in the future, if you're going to be planning on doing Facebook advertising, because again, you are going to be using those conferences, events, gurus, blogs, and including them in your campaign when you're going to be narrowing down your audiences within the Facebook advertising ads. So those, uh, I would say, I would say the reason why I kind of stand out from the crowd when it comes to digital marketing is that I really go after also the challenges and the pain points and the frustrations and the sources of information. And I feel like a lot of times digital marketers or other agencies just kind of go through the demographics and then end there. Yeah, I agree. And so, but what I want to do is I want to dive into that a bit, little bit. Number one, the first prong you said was demographics. The second one was kind of psychographics or, you know, pain points. And the third one mm-hmm. was where are they hanging out? Correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So as you sit down with a new client, you know, sometimes it's like, prying, you know, their wallet out of their pocket. It's so hard (laughs) to get information out of them. Right. And sometimes it's the exact opposite. They won't shut up. Right. So we've all been in both scenarios. My point is, is that how do you extract, you know, 
Is there a strategy or a source of information or something that you use to extract that information? So let's just pick one, for example. Let's pick the psychographics, like the pain points. What's the best way to gather that information? What do you suggest or what do you do with your clients to get that information so that you make sure you hit the mark? That's a very good point because people do ask me that quite often. Like, yes, there are challenges and pain points that my customers have, but how do I actually get it out? Well, the easiest way I would say is to do a survey. And there's a couple of ways of doing a survey. One is through email. So if you have current customers that are already on your email list or prospects that are on your email list, then sending them out a short survey, maybe five or 10 questions about their challenges and pain points and asking those questions specifically is method number one. And then method number two is I always try to get my private clients on the phone with about 10 or 20 of their current customers. So again, asking the same questions, but I think what I've seen with having people actually get on the call and talk to their customers is that there's just much uh, more information that's provided. There's, you know, it's, it's a much better interaction and connection when you're actually doing it on the phone. So create a survey first. First, you know, ask questions in the survey, like, you know, why did you buy my product? What were your challenges before you bought the product? How did my product or service solve those challenges for you? So create similar, craft similar questions like that, and then go to either your email list or to the phone and actually go to your customers and ask them those questions. Yeah. So I think both, I think a two-pronged approach of doing the survey and then the call makes a lot of sense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we, I typically do with my private clients. Yeah. And you could, I mean, so even you could even as a part of that survey, you could gather what sources of information they follow, right? So who are their, who, what influencers, what trade magazines, what blogs, you know, you could ask them and you could gather some data there. And what I've found and I would like to get your feedback on it is that a lot of times that email survey, the difference between the information you get through the email survey versus the actual phone call can be very different because people think differently when they're, I think they're replying to a survey as opposed to talking to somebody on the phone. And so you, I think the the survey is really just that starting point in the phone calls probably is going to be 10 times more valuable because now you can actually have them elaborate in on that answer a little bit more. And that's really where you're going to figure out how to hit the mark. You know, I've done that in the past with clients, you know, and what I actually had them do is record the call. (laughs) So I had them ask if they could record the call and never play it, but just for the ability to, you know, to make sure we transcribed it and got all the data and that's worked really well. So I think that's great. So thank you for expanding on that. So digital marketing, obviously you're a digital marketing expert. You're an entrepreneur, you own your own business. That means your number one responsibility is probably getting new clients, right? You got to get new customers. It's the lifeblood of any new business or of any business is, is new clients, right? So what's the number one strategy that you as a digital marketer are using to get clients today? If you had to pick one, the one that's giving you the most new clients, what would it be? I would say it's word of mouth and referrals. And I know that's what everybody always says, but honestly, that's really worked really well because it really is all within my network. That's why I think it's very important to build your network out and to have entrepreneurs in your network because they can refer business back to you. And I do that all the time with my network because not only do they pass business back to me for digital marketing, but also they working with complementary agencies or consultants. So, so maybe they do development work like for your website or they do copywriting or they do branding. 
these are all, we're all kind of going after the same customer avatar, right? We're going after the same target market, but they're doing different things for that target market versus digital marketing, which is what I do. So you've created partnerships with other professional service people that are non-competitive where you guys can refer business back and forth because you, you deal with the same clients. You're just dealing with a different service. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that once you kind of grow your business and you get to know more people in your industry, um, having these kind of complementary strategic partnerships is extremely important because that's really where you get, oh, I get a lot of my word of mouth clients. Okay. So now I'm going to challenge you as the digital okay. marketing expert that I brought you on the show to be, let's take the referrals out of it. And let's okay. assume that referrals didn't exist. What would be your go-to digital marketing strategy for getting clients for your own business? For my own business, uh, the second way that I get clients is through is through LinkedIn. So yeah, the first one definitely is word of mouth and, and referrals and, and through my strategic partnerships. But I would say with social media and online and using actually digital marketing, I get a lot of inquiries from LinkedIn because I do have a pretty large network on LinkedIn. And well, I met you on LinkedIn and that's how we ended up doing this podcast that I've done a ton of different podcasts also on LinkedIn. So it's not only just necessarily like going directly and having people come to me and asking me for services. It's also through partnerships and eventually will then some of them become, you know, referrals again. So for example, if I do a podcast recording like this one and I'm on, I'm a guest on podcasts, a lot of times. I work with these with people like you who then refer business back to me. Again, we met through LinkedIn and it might not be a direct, you know, directly people coming to me, but it still works also as a, a referral method down the line, you know, because the way digital marketing works nowadays and basically really any marketing and, and securing clients, I mean, it's going to be multiple touch points. It's not just going to be somebody sees me on LinkedIn and they're like, go to me and they're like, okay, I wanted you to do my digital marketing. There's going to be a lot of touch points and they're probably going to see a lot of my content online before they even get in touch with me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jean has a a very robust LinkedIn network. She has over 10,000 connections. You know, she's on there regularly. I'll add her the link to her profile in the show notes so that everybody could check that out and connect with her there if they choose. So we're going to kind of start moving towards the end here, but there's one question that I ask that I think is really important. And knowing what you know now, right? 10 years ago, you started as a newbie. Now you're a decade in, but so much has changed. Knowing what you know now, what would you do different when it comes to growing your business faster? If you had to pick one or two things, what would you do differently? Absolutely. I've gotten that question quite a bit. And I would say if I could do it all over again, I would start creating content in the beginning. 10 years ago, five years ago, when I started, actually before I even started my my current business, I feel that I would have been a much bigger authority in my field at that point because I would have had now 10 years worth of content and I'm talking about digital marketing and trends and all of the new technologies that have come about in the last 10 years and really growing a following and growing an audience over the last 10 years. So if anybody's listening to the show and you are not creating content, so things like videos and blog posts and articles, then now is the time to start doing that. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to let you answer. What would be the primary form of content that you would use? Would it be uh, blogs? Would it be, you know, video? Would it be, what would it be? Imagery? I mean, what would be your primary form of content that you would use to start that out where you would just double down on that type of content? Right now it would be video. Okay. And I would 
highly recommend that. I know people are a little camera shy. I was camera shy in the beginning when I first started doing videos and my setup was a complete joke when it comes to like audio and lighting and things like that. So, but you know, I read up on it. I looked at blog posts. I looked at videos on how to set up your video equipment. I bought the equipment, things like you know, light boxes and microphones and lavalier mics. And it wasn't a big investment. I mean, maybe I spent a few hundred dollars on it. So absolutely, video is really the way to go because the audiences and your users and your prospects just feel much better connection with you when you're on video versus doing things like imagery or just writing or even, I mean, audio. I mean, audio is good, but I, I feel like video is so much better. Yeah, absolutely. No question. All right. So, you know, one question that I ask all my guests is what's your favorite growth tool or software, you know, that you've picked up here in the last year or so that you're using to help grow your business? Grow my business. Well, I would say one of the productivity tools that I've been using for the last couple of years has been uh, Calendly um, or a similar platform like that. But basically, it's a scheduling platform for your calendar. So if I want to uh, set up a call with someone, you know, in my network, an entrepreneur, I just send them a a link to my Calendly and then they find the time that works for them on my calendar when it's not blocked off. And I feel like that's such a good productivity tool for any business. And I would highly recommend that. It doesn't have to be Calendly. There's many different uh, alternatives to it. Uh, But I like it. I like Calendly because it's it's free and um, it's really easy to use. And a lot of people are familiar with it when they're actually setting up the call or the meeting with you. And uh, I just remember back in the day before these kinds of platforms were about, you know, it took like three or four emails to go back and forth. You're like, okay, are you free on Tuesday? No, I'm not free on Tuesday, but I'm free on Wednesday between three and four. So it just took forever to do that versus um, having this productivity tool just makes things so much easier and faster. Totally agree. I use Calendly. It probably saves me two or three hours a week for sure. Yep. (laughs) So what's one book you've read recently that you think would be valuable to my audience? That's a, an excellent question because uh, since the beginning of 2018, I have been on a book, just uh, a trend for, for reading books. And I probably at this point in the last, this is three months in, probably have read about 10 or a dozen books at this point. And I would say the one book that I would that I didn't read in the last three months, but I have read in my lifetime and I still highly recommend is the book by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And uh, no matter who you are, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are a business owner, or if you just have a regular job, I think everybody should read this book. It just provides so much value when it comes to learning how to deal with people, how to be a better self. So I highly recommend. Have you read that book? Absolutely. And I recommend it to all my clients, to anybody that I work with. Yep, absolutely. But recently, I've read a couple of books in the last three months since I started just actively reading is um, I really like the book by Daniel Pink called Drive. That was a really good one. I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So yeah, there's a a few that I really liked in the last few months that I've read. Perfect. Well, listen, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for today. Why don't you let everybody in my audience know how they can connect with you and most importantly, how they could get a copy of your book, Win New Customers. Yes, I'm super excited. I'm giving away my book for free to your audiences. So anybody listening on the call or I'm sorry, I'm not on the call, on the podcast, I am very excited to give away my book. And if you go to winnewcustomers, that's with an S, winnewcustomers.online, you can sign up absolutely free and get the book for absolutely free, the PDF version. 
instant download. So please go ahead and go to winnewcustomers.online. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So you can find me there, Gene Ginsburg, Digital Marketing Expert. I'm also pretty active on Facebook, Gene Ginsburg, Digital Marketing Expert. So I love to hear from your audiences. Perfect. Listen, thank you so much for being on the show today, Gene. And I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.